This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Um, man, just when you thought you missed the Sixers, they uh, they go and cram everything terrible we remember about them into their first bubble game. Uh, that was basically the 2020 Sixers in a nutshell. Um, yep, the Sixers played a real game for the first time in four months and fall to the Indiana Pacers. Um Boy, I know, uh, I know the title of this podcast, uh, and you know, therapy is supposed to make you feel better. But if you're looking for some positive voice of reason, this might not be the episode for you. Um, yeah, fuck. But we are introducing some segments. Uh, if you didn't feel depressed enough, we are going to be talking about some of the weirdest moments of the process. Uh, but you know what? To make you feel better, uh, Mudbones claims he has the top five definitive list of the top happy moments of the process. So he's going to give us number five. And uh, that being said, hit the trumpets. Welcome to the second episode of the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. Uh, and here I have with me, Dave. Ugh. And we have... <laughs> good morning, everybody. And we also have June. Ah, oh, it's not a good morning. And last but not least, we got Mudbones. It's been 15 years, and I never heard you pronounce your last name like that. <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> I, uh, you know, as I got older and I learned how they actually say it, uh, I started adapting. So I this, it's, a, it's officially win? Yeah, win's like, it's like the Western, it's the correct Western way to say it. I, uh, I grew up saying Nugent, obviously, and that's why yeah. everyone calls me Nuge. Uh, <laughs> but I got to admit, I like the nickname, so I'm just going to keep it. Yeah, yeah, it's the best of both worlds now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So the nickname and the and the right and the right pronunciation. So Mr. Wynn and Hey Arnold, his last name is spelled Nugent. Is that this official? It should have been. I think they spelled it wrong. (laughs) Because Wynn is like the most common name in Vietnam, and they spelled Mm -hmm. it like H Y U N H, which is like actually you know I don't even know if that's a real Vietnamese last name, but that's. I think they meant win as an N G U Y E N. Well, I like it. Great, uh, great character though. Officially. Great character though. But uh, yeah. Uh, so let's get started, guys. We, uh, boy, that was uh, that was the twenty twenty sixers in a nutshell. <clears throat> Who wants to lead off with some opening statements? Dave, not me. Dave. I don't want to. Then Go ahead. Who, me? Yeah. (laughs) Well, start off excellent. I mean, the first few minutes, we just looked like we were bigger, stronger. (laughs) Bully ball and bead and bead and bead had 41 and 21, I believe, right? That's what he finished with. 41 21. I mean, realistically, if, if TJ Warren, who averages 19 points a game, just has an average game, we win by... 30, 20? What was the final score? I don't know. I think we I lost by seven to 121. We lost by six. So, yeah. All right. We win by 
20 something if, if TJ Warren doesn't have 53 points. Um, Shake, I mean, uh, you know, we, we said it in the last podcast that, you know, it's pretty alarming that we're relying so much on a guy that was the 52nd pick a couple years ago. And uh, he clearly um, was not ready for his first big performance on the big stage. Troubling. Um, I don't know. This is so – I don't know. This is Aaron Holiday of all people. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll chime in too. Um, Bad start. I feel feel like this is going to be – no, I know this is going to be a a negative, depressing podcast, but uh, that's kind of on brand for us. But I just – I'm I'm kind of tired of making excuses for this team. I mean, this this entire year, we were expecting to see a you know uh, a bully, a contender, and it just seems like every stupid loss they have, we're always constantly trying to find reasons for why they lost. And it's just the Pacers are missing their top two players. Uh, Embiid scored 41 and 21. There's no way you should lose with Embiid scoring 41 and Tobias scoring 30 points. Um, there's just no excuse, and I'm I'm tired of watching these regular normal teams like the the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Raptors, and they're just they're <clears throat> they're clicking on all cylinders, you know. And to constantly see the Sixers team do baffling things and to try to make excuses for it, I like I can't I don't want to be negative, but this is what we've become. This is because of the Sixers, and I think. I know uh, some people are going to think we might be, you know, two doomsday, but I, I can't feel any positive things from last night other than, you know, Embiid looking like he actually cared. And Toby. Give Toby some credit. To- oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a pro-Toby <laughs> podcast. But Toby was, clear. like, w- one of our main criticisms, criticisms is that he is so hesitant to shoot threes when that's what we need him to do. And he was pretty – it seemed like he was ready to shoot last night, and he shot probably – I don't even know the stats, but I felt like – Three for eight. Three for eight. shot eight. Good for him. Yeah. He was but aggressive. everything and- else except Nuge's and Bede statements and Dave's and Bede statements is negative from my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. We love to see aggressive Toby. And, then, you know, Ben on the offensive end, even though he didn't shoot, which we kind of saw coming – uh, he was kind of fine. Yeah, he was but, the same player he was before, which is right. like not terrible, but somewhat but, annoyed. I just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he he's definitely frustrating to watch at times, but he was all in all, he was fine. But on the defensive end, uh, I don't know how to explain it because he was he really was the one guarding T.J. Warren in the second half, right? And Warren drops another. He got twenty nine in the first half, I think, and then what? 53 he had another 24 in the second half math um, checks out yeah <laughs> quick math uh and then i know simmons made a few like i thought two mistakes at the end of the game defensively when he decided to try to trap in the second mm-hmm. in the backcourt and led to a, t- a wide open tj warren three and then the last one um you know i was kind of thinking like that was kind of the shot the dagger by tj warren that was like I'm kind of okay with that shot, but at the same time, I'm not because I don't know why Ben is helping off of the hottest man in the game. And uh, to Aaron Holiday, of all people, being guarded by, I think it was Matisse. Mm -hmm. And then he definitely recovered enough to make it a difficult shot, but 
I don't think he should have helped off of that. How about um, the dude, I can't even, TJ Warren pulling up with like 18 <laughs> seconds in the shot clock, like the most wrong decision to make, and he just drains it. That dude, classic, Coving- classic Covington. Classic Covington. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – what he shot that, like I'm thinking that's a horrible shot, but of course it's going to go in. Heat check. Yeah, I was confident that we were winning that game until like the last – 30 seconds. I was just like, all right, we're going to find a way to pull this out. We're still the much better team. And maybe we're just not. We have zero plays. Coach Ryan, VBA shout out, was drawing up better plays than, like, I feel like Brett just gives them the ball and says, all right, do something and rely on your superior athleticism and height to win. And, like, that just clearly does not fit our team. You can do that when you have a guy like Jimmy Butler who can, you know, get his own bucket and create from the perimeter, but we just don't have anyone that can do that. I mean, Tobias can get his own bucket, but he's got to, like, you know, post up, back someone down for 10 seconds while Embiid and Simmons just stand there, you know? And, uh, I mean, yeah, Toby had a great game. He had 30. They all, they played so – they have 90 points between the three of them. And we – so I think one thing I wanted to say when I, when I was commenting on the game earlier is that it seemed to all go off the rails in the first quarter as soon as Josh Harris took up the entire screen for his interview. <laughs> for way too and then long. Yeah. After, after that, it's like it all just it went off the tracks and into the woods. Like Simmons was passing up shots that he should have taken. Um, Shake and Embiid yelled at each or Shake yelled at Embiid. Embiid said something. Embiid looked so engaged, though, which uh, he hasn't looked all year, so – that's if there's one positive we can take from this game, it's that Embiid was like, you know, he put us on his back. Forty-one twenty-one is a. Is, that's like so. That was good to see. Yeah, um, it was. This this game had it all. It had it had drama. It had a bunch of things that we've seen from the Sixers. Uh, it had an injury scare when Embiid went out to the locker room in the fourth quarter. Of course, uh, I of course the Embiid shake thing is going to get overblown. I I personally don't see anything wrong with it it everyone was saying it. have you ever you know we've clashed with co-workers or family members or friends before it's i think it's nothing i, I love it thought, get shaped yeah, out like baby yeah right he, he need but then that might have shaken him for the rest of the game so yeah. shake, uh, was, shake was shook yeah um but i mean it i mean if you if you watch it it didn't look like Embiid was like was like yelling at him it's you know Embiid probably said something and then Shake was the one who kind of, you know, needed to be held back. But you you saw in the video, like, as soon as Embiid was finished saying something, Matisse, like, really quick, like, like, pop, like perked up and, oh, like, shit. looked at Shake. Like, something was going to happen. So, it must have been pretty bad what he said. But What do you guys, what do you guys think he said? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, shout out to fucking, uh, you know, favorite, favorite sixer, TJ McConnell. Who just oh, came just in? Just about to go here, yeah. And was I'm gonna I'm gonna let Joe take their mud bones take the floor soon, but uh, he just comes in and he just he took Shake Saul. He 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 typical TJ. And then after that, I think that's what had Embiid mad at Shake. But uh, you know, as mud bones is the TJ super fan. Take it away. I like my one of the few takeaways was I was just so happy to watch TJ dice us up in those, those backcourt steals. I feel like even Embiid was probably happy for them. Everyone loved TJ 
and we couldn't pay him $3.5 million because we had to pay Al Horford seven times that amount. It pissed me off. He hit – I don't even know if he had many mid-range jumpers. I think I saw him miss his, his slow motion three. But he did – he probably played like 30 minutes out there. Nailed, it, nailed his free, uh, free throws. I think he had like 10 and 10. Uh, but just those backcourt steals, oh, my God, being on the opposite side of them are, is so kind of – like I was frustrated at first Seriously. in the moment when he steals it, but then I'm like, oh, shit, it's TJ. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to see him doing well. We, uh, we miss him. I mean, I, I honestly think if uh, – how about, how about Raul Neto or Raul Neto playing major four-quarter minutes? <sighs> We're going to have some Brett questions later in this pod, but I think if we have TJ McConnell instead of Neto, we might win that game. What do you mean? We win by 40. <laughs> There's this – they seem lifeless sometimes. And uh, TJ really was the, the spark guy. Yeah, we have no spark. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Furcon on a stretch and he couldn't do shit. And we just um, – with Embiid going on the Ricky Sanchez podcast – the the Furcon bump is Furcon's done. He'll be out of the league <laughs> next year. He had his run. It's clearly Embiid is you know he's he's got the Ricky bump now. And um, for those listening that don't know, they probably don't know. Uh, several Sixers players have gone on the Ricky Sanchez podcast over the last year, and it started with Mike Scott, and he played incredible every game after going on the podcast until Furcon went on the podcast, and then Mike Scott, as we all know. He, can't even you know get minutes in in practice and Farcon has been lighting it up found his place in the league and uh ever since Farcon went on the podcast it's been him and now Embiid just went on and look what he did last night looked like Shaq out there and uh Farcon is on his way back to Turkey so <laughs> oh, no. and I do I do have a stat that I wanted to bring up before I forget yeah. so Joey mentioned paying Horford seven times what Embiid made this year I mean what PJ made this year and uh with Joel on the court in 34 minutes, we were plus 21. With Horford on the floor in 22 minutes, we were minus 26. And it wasn't and, even like fluky. We looked terrible right. when he was out there. He, I thought, didn't we outwardly say going into this stuff that Embiid and Al Horford were not going to share the court? And we were like, oh, okay, so Al Horford can max play like 12 minutes. And they shared the court for so long and it to no one's surprise, it looked just as bad as before. Like, he needs to be off our team. I hope yeah. he thrives somewhere else, but it's just not going to work here. He will. No, he was the no, – he was, I, don't hope, the, I don't hope anything good for him. <laughs> he was – one year ago, one – 12 months ago, he was number 13 on the ESPN Top 100 Players. Number 13. He uh, he also tormented us for years, including uh, 2018 and uh, and the Boston series, which we'll, I'm sure we're going to talk about because I have a lot to get off my chest about that series. But he, it's amazing. He's not even serviceable right now. He's not even an average NBA player right now. We need him to be fine when Embiid's not on the court. Because look what happened last year with fucking Greg Monroe and Amir Johnson or whatever the fuck we had. And all we need him is to hold down the fort when Embiid's not in there. Because plus, plus 21. He was plus 21 for the game. We lost by six. 
Are you kidding me? He played 30, 34 minutes. So in 14 minutes, we were minus 27 without Embiid on the, on the court. Do you think that's Greg- Ellen Brand's uh, genius GM strategy? If we just pay <laughs> and sign every player that has defeated us in the past, there will be no one left to beat us. <laughs> well, it's all, better go get new ones. Go get TJ Warren. Yeah. yeah, we need the clear cap space for TJ Warren, Will Barton. Who's the other ones? Marcus Smart. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Oh, my God. Mm. Instead, we paid $109 million to Al Horford. Coach um, GM of the year, baby. We got to mention TJ Warren, who dropped 53 points on us. Um, you know, I didn't think we'd get to it this early, but we might have to start talking about the top Sixers killers of all time. But the Indiana Pacers – Got him for basically nothing. From who? Phoenix, for, right? From Phoenix for, I think it was a second-round pick in cash considerations. The Sixers have had 20 second-round picks in the last, like, two years, and we made nothing from it. That's and, a, Colangelo, a Colangelo trade on from Phoenix's side. <laughs> Phoenix, who's, like, all, who's struggling, just gave a player away. I mean, granted, he wasn't great on Phoenix, and Phoenix didn't want him. That's what makes it so funny that he's killed the Sixers over the past – three or four games that he's played them. Uh, but, like, moves like that, like, we don't have – after Embiid, Harris, and Simmons, no one was even – was no one was giving us anything. Josh Richardson, who last pod we said he's the X factor, he's he's better than what he gave us. But he's, he's given us – he gave us nothing last night. Four points on four shots in 30 minutes. I, I can't even fathom – how that happens he's 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 way better than he than that he was the top option on a solid Miami Heat team that was admittedly kind of mediocre last year but he was he was he had the offense ran through him last year and I guess it it could be the reduced role but he gave us nothing last night and and then and then Shake Milton that's your starting backcourt who got shook by fucking TJ McConnell who I love but come on yeah and and he was useless for the rest of the game. I just I just discovered an incredibly alarming statistic from this box score. Oh no. <laughs> I I haven't seen this on Twitter. I don't know if anyone's noticed this yet. Um we had as a as a team, we had twenty assists and twenty one turnovers. We had more turnovers than assists last night. Um Simmons, oh four God. assists Simmons, four assists, four turnovers. Embiid, four assists, four turnovers. Uh, Shake three assists, three turnovers. Josh one assist, three turnovers. Horford two assists, three turnovers. Let, let's talk about the turnovers because, uh, like Dave, you said we started the game great. It was like it was ten to two, and we were we were way bigger than them, and we were getting anywhere we wanted, and basically bullying them. And then all of a sudden, June mentioned on Twitter the weird offense came back, the stupid weird offense came back, and. They couldn't throw an. They can't throw a fucking entry pass. They're professional NBA players. Like, we are the only team in the league that cannot throw an entry pass. And in the first quarter, we had some of the most baffling passes, and they were fumbling them. And I don't know. It's like the Monstars took away their talent, and all of a sudden, the Pacers went on a seventeen to nothing run. You can bring in any. You can bring in any coach you want. Brett, obviously, you know he's going to be gone, and he probably should be at this point. But mm-hmm. I mean. 
what are they going to do to have like fifth grade basketball drills in practice and teach them how to like, this is clearly something going on here <laughs> between all our guards that don't shoot and all the weirdness. There's something is going on. And uh, I don't think a coach like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, hanging on by a thread here for Brett, but you know I just, this, these feel like out of the bubble. That, oh, God. <laughs> we, uh, we may have to talk about, coaching candidates for next year which i think we do we all have the answer there's only but, yeah there's uh, only one <laughs> but only june one. as the only person here who actually made a high school basketball team why Freshman can't team. they why <laughs> why Good can they not <laughs> why can they not throw a fucking entry pass i don't know man when i was watching the game it seems like i don't know if there was a play drawn up every time we came up to the court to throw this entry pass to the high post to either Ben or Embiid at certain points. Like, our guards like Richardson or Harris or even Shake at times, like, they were uncomfortable making the pass to the high post. I, I don't know why. It's like it, they just don't know how to pass anymore. Yeah, they just spring around the rosy around the perimeter. Yeah, it's it, it, and it's not like a quick decision. It's it's taking them too much time to just throw that pass in there. It's right. Yeah, we waste like fourteen seconds on the shot clock passing around at the top of the key. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, Neto taking oh. ten seconds of the shot clock, and you know, in big possessions, baffling. Neto playing, like did yeah. he not play in our exhibition games? Or did he? I don't even he know. Bar- I think he barely Garbage. played. Garbage, Garbage time. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alec Burks, who came in, gave us a spark. That's my boy. plays 12 minutes. And Neto plays 21 minutes. And there were times where we were looking for a basket. And I'm actually kind of shocked looking at this box score. Neto was actually plus 14. <laughs> being too hard on him. But I, I, there's no we've, we know Neto. We've known him for the entire year. There's no way he should be on the fourth quarter. I, I'm still You're, baffled by plus minuses. Like, I don't understand their. <laughs> I wasn't I don't, TJ Warren of like plus fifteen when he dropped fifty three points. Plus like, eighteen. Like that just is that's weird to me. Jacar I love Samson, process what? legend plus twenty. How many? You probably JB? put like twenty. No, I love using plus minus when it supports my arguments, yeah. but then All I right. don't get it sometimes. <laughs> Like Al Horford sucks minus twenty six, but T.J. Warren drops fifty three and is has a worse plus minus than Raul Neto on the losing team. <laughs> I uh, I you're right. I you're right. People like to use plus minus when it supports their arguments, but I do admit it's not everything. I will say though, every time it's definitely something for Embiid. Yeah, the Ra- the Raptor series last year where he was what he was plus something in like a million. Was he plus ninety? Plus ninety one. Yeah, something like that. And the minutes he played and the minutes we didn't play were minus 99. And that's like the minutes he didn't play were like 10% of the minutes in the playoffs. So all we needed was Al Horford to come in and give us some stability. But it seems like we consistently throughout the season see Embiid with a crazy plus and Al Horford with a crazy minus. And it's happened so much that it's definitely not a fluke and it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's You guys think that's due to coaching or, or roster? Because, you know, as you just said about the Raptors series last year, like Embiid was a plus 91 or whatever. And without him, I think it was only for like 100 minutes, we were minus 97. 
like, is that due to, you know, I, I know we had no bench last year. Like, Greg, Greg Monroe came off the bench for us. Or, he started or a playoff he game. He started, right? He started yeah. the playoff game. That's a preview of her top weird moments of the process. Like, is that due to Brett's coaching or – or what do you guys think? I still think it's first and foremost GM and ownership and terrible decisions. But then I feel like there are plenty of coaches out there that have made things work with a very poor mm. constructed roster. Or like we've been using this, our team has no experience together. They need time to gel. When Toronto brings in Kawhi last year and they immediately win the championship. Like Good point. at some point, I fucking love Brett too, but I I I'm out of I don't have Dave's thread that he's still hanging on, and it it hurts me to say. But no, they need to. They need to I can't, it can't be a coincidence. I mean, at this point, I mean, how many times do we have to see this movie? He probably should. We probably need a new voice in there. Um, wasn't there a week in the season this year before it got canceled where we like we couldn't break the zone for like three games? <laughs> Oh yeah, wasn't that a thing? That was, you know what that was? That was the four-game road losing streak. I think we lost. We got demolished Miami, by the Celtics, right? Miami, Atlanta beat us, and I forget what the other. It might have been the Pacers. I forget the other one. Yeah, just like a simple zone that, like, we, I think I think people were saying, all right, the Sixers are easy to beat now. All you have to do is play whatever two three three two whatever they were playing <laughs> us with. We did break the zone in this game with uh, Tobias, and I think it was Alec Burks. But yeah. Alec Burks. yeah. I'm getting an Alec Burke jersey. The, the, the fact that it took us this long to be able to figure out a zone at a professional basketball team is kind of baffling. I mean, you, we are – I'd say we're probably a pro-Brett podcast. Maybe not now. But we – Brett's been there every step of the way, and I think that's why we love him. And he has been through some shit, and he did deserve to see this team through. But there's – like he Joe did. said, we're, we're kind of out of excuses. When you have this much, this much talent um, – a lot of there are a lot of coaches out there that should be able to get this to work, and I do think a lot of it is roster construction because you kind of look at the floor and the spacing, and you're thinking like, what else can he do? But I say I'd say offensively we were fine in this game, so that's not even an issue for us. But the defense and the you know the no no communication and no no rotating over and and for whatever reason we're still playing loose on TJ Warren. We were giving him all the space he wanted. Uh, that is a coaching thing, right? Shouldn't the players have some pride and want to shut him down? Yeah, right. Yeah, especially uh, someone who takes so much pride in it, um, defensive player of the year candidate, Ben Simmons. He should have uh-huh. taken that personally. And, man, uh, TJ Warren, man, mediocre play- – something about mediocre players and torching the Sixers. But <laughs> he just – there was a point where I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. But, I mean, they looked like they didn't do any adjustments to defend them at all. Um, it it seemed like – I guess the one adjustment was at, at first, I think Josh was on him. Mm-hmm. And then they switched to Ben. But Ben looked like he, he – Ben might have gotten too cocky. And he just – he didn't seem like he was really, you know, pressing him. But as a team that – when we built this stupid all-center, all-power forward team, we kind of thought our our staple would be defense. And there are too many nights where the defense just doesn't care. They cared in the scrimmages. 
compared to the scrimmages. <laughs> they look great. It, it, even the offense looked great in, in the scrimmages. But I know they seemed like they could score at will versus a pretty good defense. But they did. there were times where they looked completely clunky and it wasn't flowing. And I don't know. I don't know what happened between the scrimmages and, and, and yesterday. But I guess we peaked. All right. I just got – I just got um, I got a resurgence, a resurgence yes. of positivity. All right, one regular season, one regular season game doesn't mean anything. They they Simmons and Bead and Tobias combined for ninety points. T.J. Warren had the the game of his life. That's not gonna maybe that with us that will happen every night with somebody <laughs> random, but he's not gonna not gonna happen again. Um, OKC won. We lost. It's good for our pick, right? Amazing. Pick. And um, it's one game. It's one game. They're gonna, you know, and Bead looked really good. That's like the, that's all we should be talking about here. Is uh, Bead survived no, another game? <laughs> survived. <laughs> yeah, he had a, through his bubble. Went to the locker room in the fourth quarter, and we uh, we all had a mini heart attack. Yeah. But uh, I think this report from Serena was he was fine. Yeah, I just had he came back out. Came back out. <laughs> um. So I, uh, yeah. So. We we could talk about the positives. Uh, MB- <laughs> that was it. We just we just did talk about the positives. <laughs> I still like for- we. Uh, <laughs> I think they threw out Matisse to guard Warren on like a couple late possessions, and I don't think he stopped him at all. But I love that he still gets a stab at that, even if he's like highest ceiling on offense is just like a decent shooter. Because I can't imagine him <clears throat> ever being like a comp- competent dribbling the ball around too much but like if he is just can become that absolute lockdown defender and hit 39 percent from three oh my god i, I love him He's yeah not shy you know about what? shooting him mm-hmm. yeah and we have him cost controlled for the next what four years um so i'm i'm not as down as i was about the future of the sixers i know i'm looking way past like the entire bubble but i mean we have some we just need to fix just Embiid and Simmons. You know, people are going to start it if we're, if we start losing, but people are going to start saying, break them up. And they're not the problems you look at this roster and they just, how the front office has failed to put any sort of knockdown shooters around them yeah. on a duo that you Gosh. know what they need and what their weaknesses in the lineup and you don't address it at all is is baffling and this this ownership has given this front office so many passes um they're still the brian colangelo front office the the fucking brian colangelo gets fired for burner gate and they keep all of his all of his people and they assign fucking one year experience in the g league elton brand who has already ruined my life in 2009 and who has no GM experience, and this is what we get. Wait, who's the third leg of the triumvirate? It's Ned David or Ned Cohen. Ned Cohen. Elton Alex Andrew. Rucker. Alex Rucker, uh, and then it was Mark Eversley, right? Mm-hmm. We had four people making decisions. That's like textbook doesn't work. Like at some point you need a leading voice. and Someone I who's guess not Elton Brand. Yeah, I, don't even, I still think that Allen's like more of a puppet, but I, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Whatever the setup is, they should all be fired out of the bubble. Yeah. Tomorrow. Brett too. Brett too. Every, we, yeah. Yeah, we need a full a full cleanup. There's there's no way Brett survives 
this season unless we make it to the finals. Yeah. I'd still can him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even I don't even think he survives that if, if we don't win at all. Wait, who what, what was um the uh Toronto coach that won coach of the year but but got canned? How far did Dwayne he take Casey. them? Dwayne Casey, Casey took them. Eastern Second Conference. Round. Another was it Eastern Conference LeBron. finals? I think he took oh, them no, to they, the Eastern Conference sorry, finals. They, finals. They lost the first time to LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. The next year they lost in the second round when they were the first seed and Cleveland was the fourth seed. Four zero swept, right? Four oh, zero wow. slot. Yeah. All right, that's that's deserving. How yeah, I kind of understand why he was canned. Um, but then look what happened with Nick Nurse and first year head coach Nick Nurse, who coached circles around Brett. Yeah, with a roster that had no experience together. So fuck right. that argument. Like I said, I'm tired of making excuses. Um, I know we talked about the very, very, very few positives. Um, as and also one of them being it's just one game, but man, we've had this conversation so many times this year, and we thought after four months that we missed the Sixers, <laughs> and we were roaring to go, man. We we were we had the first podcast. Dave is all in. June is all in. Dave's it, it, Bud Bones is like fuck it. I'm betting on them to win the finals. I did. I said they'll lose in the second round. I don't know if they win in the first round. Can we revise our predictions? <laughs> I definitely can't revise my bets. You can't revise your bet, but you can revise your predictions. Who wants to go first? Um, not me. I will say that I do not think we're winning the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Make it true. Until next week, I'll probably have a change of heart. Well, oh, we have we, the Wizards next game. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, gonna... they're in the bubble? <laughs> yeah, how the hell did they make it in the bubble? Aren't they I'm sorry, like... I'm sorry. We have the Spurs next game and then the Wizards. Oh God. But wait, can we can we can we mathematically miss the playoffs? Because I kinda hope we do at this point. No. Wait, we're, wait too, really? we're too far up. Not even the playing game? There's uh I think we're let me you know, let me pull up the standings, but last time I checked we were like way above the AFC who was Brooklyn, I think. While you're pulling that up, is there I'm just looking at the gambling lines. Is there basketball every day? For until the playoffs, yeah, I think wow, so. Wow, that's amazing! I didn't know yeah, that. The Sixers are basically playing every other day, except there's one back to back, and so this regular season is going to be completed within two weeks. Oh, okay. um, but I am looking at the standings, and the Sixers have an X next to them, which means they clinch the playoffs. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! I wanted to see a playing game, and we lose. <laughs> we lose a playoff game to the to the, to the no no Kyrie no Durant. No Dinwiddie, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, how did they sneak in the bubble, too? They have a, sh- a mathematical shot. Because they're in the playoffs. They are six it's, games above the Wizards. We know in that, in that scenario, Karis LeVert would drop 65 oh on us my God. and knock us out. <laughs> we were, Wait, so, we were – right, go Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Uh, no, I'm going to change topic a bit. So you finish your thought. Uh, yeah, I think uh, – I you know, I even forget what – I even forget what the original question was, but um, yeah, the the Wizards wouldn't it be so on brand if we lost to the Wizards without with, with them putting out a G League team? Yeah, it'll be amazing. <laughs> What's the? They're the team that drafted like the the Asian guy, right? Yeah, Rui. Uh, Rui. Rui who, yeah, I was. Hacha, I was is it Hach, Hachimura? Yeah, I think he's got his own like shoe line and stuff. I, I don't know how I came across Good an article. Him. Good for him. Support right, the but Asians. I, but I'm on Tankathon 
we have the the OKC pick is what top twenty protected. Yep. Oh wow, and they're the the team right behind them is Indiana. And the Sixers, wow! Yeah, so I can't even we, fathom how. So we want to, we want Indiana and us to technically lose to keep that pick. Maybe that's what. Uh, maybe that's what Brett was doing. Wow, next level thinking. I've <laughs> been wrong the whole time, and Dallas <laughs> them to lose too. I believe now we are a full two game. Like it says, just one game in the standings, but because we lost the season series to the Pacers, we are two games behind the fifth seed. So that is good for the OKC pick. But uh, that means there's a high chance that we end up in six and we play the goddamn Boston Celtics in the first round. I want it. I Bring it on. Stroke. Yeah. Stroke. I will not. I... If, we, if we play like we played last night, they're going to sweep us. Nah, we'll, we'll <laughs> dice them up. Can you imagine Marcus Smart guarding Shake Milton? Yeah, oh we, my goodness. we need to. Can, can you still trade at this point of the year? <laughs> No, I would sir. trade everything for TJ back. No, sir. <laughs> I, I would take TJ, who, who won us a playoff game in that Boston series in 2018. I would take TJ over fucking Shake Mullen. I'd take TJ no. over. It's only been one game. It's only been one game. I'm sorry. I'm getting full doomsday. I would. I, I, I think Shake will be all right, but it was definitely very concerning to see him getting shaken by TJ and Aaron Holiday. Is Shake going to be all right? No. No. I, you, you have to let him play through it, right? He'll be fine. But I saw I a lot of people saying like TJ. they thought they took out Shake because of his play, but it was mostly the fouls. But you have to let Shake play through it. Yeah, when these games really don't matter, like they're more important for again, just like gelling as a team. Like I don't care that he has four fouls in the third quarter. Like if he fouled out, we'd be at the same spot anyway. We <laughs> right. played we played Neto when Shake didn't fail out. So mm-hmm. like yeah, it's not like we were losing that much if Shake if Shake yeah. fouls out. But uh, real quick, can I just since we're talking about the OKC pick, can I give you guys a very depressing fact? Yeah, we. Uh, this is what Hinky left with: Jeremy Grant, Robert Covington, Rashawn Holmes, Nerlens Noel, Dario Saric, the 2017 Sacramento first the 2019 Sacramento first, the LA Lakers first round pick, three late first round picks, seven high second round picks got turned into $180 million man, Tobias Harris, who we're pro we're pro Tobias on this podcast. Are we? $109 million old, $109 million Al Horford, Josh Richardson, and Zaire Smith. That's it. That's the end. Yeah, we're uh, we we fucking blew it. I was with um, Caradonna, enemy of the podcast, and he was he was the biggest. The Toby trade was the worst thing ever. But then he was he was saying how uh, has Shamit looked very bad for wherever he is right now. Is that a thing? Because he said that defense. He's been looking terrible. Which we always expected, right? But I guess, like, it's getting a little exposed or something because I was surprised when he said that. I know, and, like, I – you know, the Sixers have been so stressful, I haven't really paid that much attention to the other NBA teams as I usually do. But I do remember him not being as efficient as he was last year. And mm-hmm. he was kind of a disappointment. But I know he started off struggling, but he ended up bringing his stats up to – I mean, he only shot 40% from the field, but – where you want him to do is shoot three pointers. 
And he brought it up to 38.5%, which for a, you know, a high volume three point shooter is what we need. Second year. You know, and then, you know what I forgot to mention, we also gave away the unprotected 2021 Miami heat pick. Um, so Elton Brand and Brian Colangelo in a nutshell for you. Oh yeah. I don't but, even know uh, what to say. What, what more can you say? Do you, uh, do you guys have, let's see, I'm looking through my notes. Do you guys have anything else to say about this, uh, this game? No, no. It was the worst birthday uh, ever. Just, just real. Oh, yeah. Happy, oh, birthday to Dave. Happy birthday to Dave. Happy belated uh, birthday thanks. to Dave. I'm thanks. sorry it ended up so horrible, but uh, for a second we were kind of pumped to have Sixers back, weren't we? Just a second. Just a second. Uh, just going really quick. Uh, you know, Alex Burks. He might play his way into playoff minutes. Um, Definitely playing playoff mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. We mm-hmm. keep saying it. Embiid took over. That was nice to see. Um, that. The Pacers, at one point, I don't know what the final tally was, but they were 13 of 17 on field goals in the fourth quarter at one point. Didn't they put up, like, 40 in the fourth? I think they put up 46. Oh, my God. 46 for a team that was up 10 and that prides herself on defense. Um, It just just seems like so many times, and, you know, this could be just the sports gods. I feel like there were so many times where we blew a game where the team just wouldn't fucking miss. Mm. And TJ Warren, I, I, I'm sorry, TJ Warren bombing up 28 footer threes, and them always going in is that might be a, the work of a higher power. <laughs> Have we ever had that since like AI? We've what, never had going a, off. Yeah, Lou Williams. Lou uh, Williams. Uh, I guess you could say that. Embiid versus the Lakers a couple years ago, and versus the Hawks this year. But no, we don't really have a guy who just gets any basket whenever he wants, right? <clears throat> But just mm-hmm. like a gunner, I guess Furcon in, check in summer league. <laughs> I, we could have we could have gotten TJ Warren for a second round pick because we had like twenty and cash considerations. But no, we uh, we decided to ignore our role players and just throw out, you know, Neto, and trade three first round three second round picks for Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson. Um, so I don't know. I, it's it's kind of baffling to see. Embiid, Toby, and Ben play fine. Embiid was was amazing. Toby was what we wanted him to be last night, and Ben was fine except for the defensive end, and we still lose. That's a uh, that's kind of disheartening. And I, I was kind of thinking like, it just like they seem like they're too good for them to be losing games like this and games that they've lost. Very frustrating, uh, very frustrating <laughs> endings at the end of games. And I I don't know. I look at the team like like the Miami Heat with their big three. Granted, they had arguably the best player of all time, him or Michael Jordan. But if you look at their roster, after that, it's like Chris Anderson, you know, uh, Norris Mario Cole, Chalmers. Mario Chalmers, and, like, they're nothing special. And you would think you just – if you get good play from your three stars, which, you know, kind of going into these prime process years, we thought you just need three very good players. And uh, it seems like once that happened to the Sixers, it wasn't the case. And everyone else – I guess when everyone else plays like an idiot – how can you win? And that's kind of what happened. Um, just to repeat, Embiid and Toby combined for 71 with Ben Simmons. Plus, uh, they were 90, they scored 90 points. Embiid was plus 21. Al Horford was uh, minus 26. And that was very on brand for an away game this year for the Sixers. 
which is in this bubble where it's a neutral court, it should not matter if it's an away game, but somehow to the Sixers, it does. And I will say, I want to, I want to scold the NBA because this should not have been a road game. We played the Pacers twice in Indiana already. So it's, it's so pathetic that I'm making a plea for this, but that should not have been an away game. Really? We played them twice in Indiana already? We played them twice in Indiana mm-hmm. already. Uh, it was the uh, rights to Ricky Sanchez, oh, their, uh, their bus to process trip or fly the process trip to Cheryl New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. New Year's wasn't Eve. one of the games where Ben took over and like got some late-minute steals? I was watching at Brickwall. That was at home. Uh, that was at home. And then we played them again, and we should have won. But it was very similar to this game where we had a lead. They start making everything. We can't make anything. And that's the story of the season. I just popped on Twitter, trending in Philadelphia, Brett Brown. Oh God! Uh, let's uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's change course here. Brett Brown, you already said he's not back next year. Who we have the answer, but who is going to be the coach next year? I don't know, Eddie is, Jordan. Eddie oh, Jordan. <laughs> uh, who is the guy that had like the the white hair on the sides and black hair on top? What was his name? Like O'Brien or something? Jim O'Brien. Oh, Jim O'Brien. Jim O'Brien. <laughs> Wait, is he an assistant to us right now? I think so. Probably. We're running the spoil system over here. We just hire anyone. Oh, my. Can you imagine we fire Brett Brown? We we think we have an attractive job because we have fucking Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and no one wants it, and we end up with Jim O'Brien as our interim head coach, Jesus like when we had fucking assistant GM Tony DeLeo. Give me a random college coach. I don't even know. I, I think the track record is pretty poor for them making the transition, but I'll take that all day. Everyone keeps Jay saying Wright. Uh, Jay Wright. Right. But he has such a comfy – Yeah. He has such a comfy position. Do you think he really wants to come coach for this dysfunctional-ass, weird-ass Sixers? <laughs> Give me Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it'll be one of – one of the Van Gundy brothers, personally. That just feels like if we're going off my prophecy from episode one, I think yeah. uh, I should have elaborated on that a little bit more at the time. But, do, you, uh, do you want to? You know, sure. People who have sure. listened to the first so, episode. Let's... Obviously, I had a doomsday scenario of uh, 2024 playoffs where the eighth seed starting lineup is Shake, Matisse, Kyle Kuzma, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford. How do we end up with Kyle Kuzma, you ask? Well, it all started with Ben signed with Clutch Sports. And as we know, anybody who signs with Clutch Sports demands their way to Los Angeles at some point. So it's inevitable. Clock's ticking. You know, hopefully we get three to four years of his max contract here. But he will demand a trade to L.A. And in return, we'll get Kyle Kuzma, maybe a future first-round pick. And uh, Trey Young, recently signing with Clutch as well, will also more than likely demand his way to L.A. What a combo. What a one-two punch, Trey Young and Ben Simmons. Wow. I actually might become one of those bandwagon Laker fans at that point. I love, I love that once and punch. And then, um, and Embiid, obviously, you know, he's one injury away from retirement. So um, we're left over with, you know, 38 year old maxed out Al Horford, classic full circle Sixers, uh, maxed out highest paid player in the league, Tobias Harris, our best player, classic mediocre Sixers. Um, coached by Stan Van Gundy, who will certainly wear out his welcome. Much faster than Brett. I can't believe Brett lasted this long. You know, we see they they like him. He's a personable guy, likable guy. Stan Van Gundy, not so much in his in his past stops. And uh, yeah, 
I'm I'm off. Oh God, dark, guys, that's a. I mean, that is peak. It's depressing. Peak Sixers group therapy. Do you guys feel better yet? Well, yeah, can we no. to to slightly lighten up the mood after that? How about Jim Lynam's appearance? <laughs> oh my God! When I saw that thing, I was like, "That is so dope." There he was like the coach. The coach Jim Lynam put him out there. Get him out there now. I'm pretty, sure he, I'm pretty sure he went on a tangent about uh, Oladipo's tenure with the Spurs, which I'm almost certain. Actually, I fact checked it. Never happened. <laughs> OKC <laughs> briefly. Yeah, that's uh, that's the coach for you. He looked like a combination of an Irishman and uh, and uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, it was so funny, and I loved it. Oh, as much as I hate on him and his like post game recaps, that beard was the funniest, coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, certainly lights up, lighten up some mood. Uh, but yeah, um, thanks, Joe. Got it. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Mud bones. Uh, so we have the Spurs next. What's going to happen? Are we home or away? <laughs> That's a. I don't know. I don't have the answer for you because you know why? It shouldn't fucking matter. But we're the fucking Sixers. It matters. We're home. <laughs> You're home. Well, there you go. 20-point win. 20-point Everyone win. shake. Big, big bounce-back game from Shake. Simmons hits a couple threes. You know, everybody's uh, – Matisse has some good steals. Breakaway dunks. Horford, 14 points off the bench. Three for three from three. Plus five. Yeah. It's my and, uh, Yeah, can we – you know, can we revisit that? Ben hasn't shoot – hasn't taken a three since the first scrimmage game. Is he – is Ben Simmons a coward again? Yeah. Every game he doesn't shoot a three, he's a coward. <laughs> we still love him, though. Yeah, of course. Because he's I all we him. have. I do, I, do, I do actually honestly love yeah. him. But, I mean, when I don't think him not shooting was a problem last night, but it was a little frustrating seeing him get – they swing the ball to him and he's kind of open and he just dribbles into traffic. When he's on the Lakers, we'll, we'll realize that we drove him out. Once again, someone else we drove out of town that we were lucky to have. That's it's a classic Philadelphia. We don't deserve nice things. That's why we don't get them and keep them. <laughs> did you, did right, you guys see uh, the Mikey Miss uh, freezing cold take? No. Mm. He uh, probably early fourth or late third, he tweeted, not a smooth game, but the Sixers finally wore this Indiana team out. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Comp responded immediately. It was like, this is the worst tweet ever. Like, the game is just starting, and then obviously we lost and freezing cold takes. Yo, Got him, kid. Comp, Comp hates Mike Missanelli oh, yeah. more, than, more, than, more than anyone hates anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. I love it. I, res- I respect it. It's like he must have the tweet notifications on, and he just, he's ready to fire away every time. I love it. He's got some reactions out of Mikey Miss, too. It's amazing. Shout out, Sean well, we, Comp. We learned recently Mikey Miss is, is a pretty sensitive guy, Colangelo-esque. You know, he doesn't like the criticism. We did, we did, we did learn that. But when he so tosses, good, he good, tosses his headset. Good for Comp. Keep it, keep it up, buddy. You're doing a great job. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I think that's enough about the game. Should we transition to, uh, to something that will make us feel better? Uh, weird process moment of the week. <laughs> And uh, by by uh, by vote, the first entry is Burnergate. So for you for you listeners who don't 
we're going to take you on uh, a history lesson for you, for you listeners who don't know enough about the Sixers and are kind of trying to learn because you're very polite and we appreciate you listening. Um, in 2018, during it might have been game one of the 2018 finals where it dropped, um, there was a article on the Ringer by uh, one Ben Dietrich, who I hate, but um, <laughs> it was an article that he was someone reached out to him on Twitter, right? A private anonymous account um, who noticed a trend between five random Twitter accounts, you know, no picture, no identification, fake names. Uh, one of them was still balling uh, Eric jr. Um, Something Vic. Anyone got it? Yeah. But one that claimed to be a, uh, a gay paralyzed uh, parking um, attendant, parking attendant. Um, six years, one, two, three, four, five, six, right. Six years. So there was a compilation of, uh, of tweets uh, from these accounts that were were trashing the Sixers at times, trashing uh, the players, uh, leaking medical information about Jaleel Okafor and his knee, um, a bunch of random things, criticizing Embiid, criticizing his attitude, and a bunch of other things. And some random guy who, to this day, we still don't know who it was, um, found a connection between them and found some similarities and emailed uh, or DM'd Ben Dietrich, who then reached out to the Sixers for a statement. And I believe once that happened, like all five accounts went dark or went private. Is that correct? Yeah, Um, and then Twitter detectives took over. Sixers Twitter, a bunch of detectives uh, pretty much found out who it was by, you know, private investigating on their own through the internet. Amazing Kind of similar to, have you guys ever seen them? Don't fuck with cats on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that, and uh, we. It, it turns out it was a combination of who still denies it to this day. Our acting GM Brian Colangelo, and his wife, and possibly even his father. Uh, yeah, that we the Sixers have enough weird moments that would be the top storyline for like all twenty nine other NBA franchises, but by a mile, yeah. It was actually the day for us. Did um <laughs> when that was happening? Did I forget? Did Ben Dietrich like tease that something big was dropping, or did it? It was just a bombshell article. I think it was a bombshell. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bombshell, and then Embiid even gets a whiff of it and tweets at Brian Colangelo as one of his fake accounts, saying. Sam Hinkie was better than you, or like there was a burner account that tells me that Sam Hinkie is better than you. Oh my And that God. is why we love Embiid because he's been through all this weird shit with us and he understands us. And I hope he never leaves, but he might be so fucking frustrated with this fucking franchise and being so inept and dysfunctional that he might force his way out of here. I need it back. I need Embiid back on Twitter. I, I do too. Quick tangent, we were talking about comp always responding to Mikey Miss. I can't help myself, but when that guy Keith Smith tweets, he was the <laughs> one that was breaking the jaw trade, and maybe he was right and it was ruined because of his failed physical, but I can never forgive him. He was just firing off like jaw trade imminent, and I can, I'm surprised this guy hasn't blocked me. And Ja, what, didn't he go to the locker room during a game? Like, we thought he was gone. He didn't even fly with the team. 
Right. Yeah. He, he did. stayed they home. Called, he was he was on the bench at a game, at a regular season game, and they went back to he went back to the, he was saying bye to people. He went back to the locker room. <laughs> and then he, he didn't, didn't get I traded. Believe he didn't travel. Yeah. But he played and, next uh, week. And then they traded Nerlens for a fake first round pick. <laughs> <clears throat> for the, for those who don't know, a fake first round pick, it was what top eighteen protected, and they had no chance of finishing in the bottom eighteen. And if it didn't, if it, if we didn't get it that year, it turned into two second round picks. Oh my god! That was Brian Colangelo for you. Colangelo was fine at first. He came in. He was saying all the right things. You know, I didn't want this job because I knew everyone said my dad got it for me. I was trying. I wanted the Nets job, and but you know, decided to get back in and whatever. He didn't. He didn't do anything for like the first year. He didn't do anything. He sat back. He complimented his predecessor for leaving him all these, you know, the draft capital and the cap space and all this stuff, and drafted Simmons first overall layup. Cork Maz. Cork Maz. We were thrilled about that. I was the. I was so happy. That was the first draft I was happy about. Since the TLC. 2013 Drew Holiday trade, I was I was miserable in 2014 when we took injured Embiid. I was miserable in 2015 when we took uh, Ja. And finally, I was happy we got Simmons first overall, easy. What a what a you know cream puff night. Um, we got Uwabu and Korkmaz, who I wanted. You know, we got them later in the first round and let it all play out. And then that the Ja Nerlens decision that following trade deadline was his first bungle followed by a series of complete utter disasters such as the Fultz trade, which again, can't, I, I hate to knock him for it. Cause I was so, I was miserable when we didn't get the first pick at the lottery because I knew Fultz was it. He was the missing piece. He was the missing piece. He was everything we needed. Washington. We'll, we'll have Fultz. a, we'll have a whole segment on Mark off Fultz. Because <sighs> that actually any might other, be the weirdest thing. That might be the weirdest thing. And we'll definitely, we'll go really deep into that, but that would be, if it wasn't for the Sixers being so good, that would, that would be talked about endlessly. Um, but yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I just had to chime in because no, it it's please interrupt me. very Take bad I memories. Stop. I need to stop. <laughs> this is a dark, dark morning for me. Yeah, so. I can't believe one regular season game against the Pacers can can do this to it somebody. Took, it took me one. It took me one half to be doomsday. But yeah, I can. Can over. you blame me? Can you blame me? Yeah, we, we thought we'd slowly. Stop. We started out with a positive podcast in the first episode, and we thought each episode would gradually, oh, all in. you know. Slope downhill, but we went off a, a goddamn cliff. Oh, right away, right away. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, known. sorry. Going back to uh, to Burnergate. Anyone else got any comments about that? I was fully invest. I was on a work retreat, not a retreat, like some conference in Florida, and I skipped the rest of the day when that thing came out. And I was just re- or refreshing Twitter, and it was so fun and funny. I was I was glued to my phone. Uh, that I will say that was a really fun night, especially when MB tweeted. Um, but like, just it just goes to show you how weird this team has been. But I mean, if you guys aren't on Twitter for if you're a big NBA fan and you're not on Twitter, you you need to get on Twitter because when weird moments like that drop, it is the it's 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 a wild a wild roller coaster if you're on Twitter live while these things are happening. I remember I was making dinner when the article came out, and um, I started reading it, and then I mean this firing was inevitable. I mean I remember there was like a, a five day period we were we were just waiting, 
for the yeah, announcement. It was like it, lawyers had to look at things first or whatever. Lawyer, lawyers that specialize yeah, in lawyers. these kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think the official announcement is that he resigned, right? He was not fired. He resigned. And it was um, a resignation. To this day, he still blames his wife. Uh, I don't know how they're still together. God bless him. I mean, I'm not advocating for divorce or anything, but <laughs> wow, it's I actually, dark. I feel I feel bad for him. What a what a. I mean, obviously, I, I, we hate I him and he deserves it, but <laughs> what a tough way. Like, think about how how embarrassed his kids must be. Like, right, uh, just for something that embarrassing in public. You know, it's it, your dad, and like, oh god. Yeah, I, after listening to Daryl Morey, the podcast where him and or Spike were saying how, like, you could get 100 compliments, but that one negative comment stings. Like, Brian Colangelo was brought in with everyone wanting his head day one, or at least our contingent of fans that were super processed. And, uh, I mean, I, like, felt like one inch of badness for him, but still he could go fuck himself for destroying everything and absolutely burnering our, I don't care what he said about job, but the fact that he took shots at our, our crown jewel and Joel and Bean, like unacceptable. <laughs> and why did well, he have was... to make five Twitter accounts? Like <laughs> I never understood that part. That takes serious effort or maybe they just forgot passwords and stuff. If they were all active at the same time, that is one of the most egregious things ever. The the craziest thing is that that was heading into the off season, the 2018 off season, where we were talking about LeBron, huge, and whoever else was a possible free agent, and that Paul George, and we, that Paul George, and then that happens, and we wind up with Wilson Chandler, and uh, oh, what we traded for Wilson Chandler's expiring Wilson contract, Chandler. and who else did we get? Somebody else. Uh, Nemanja Bialica, who spurned us. He yeah, quit us. on he, us. Yeah, Enemy of the process. Jared Bayless. Jared Bayless. Oh, wait, that was – No, that might be the season before. No, that was no, the yeah. season before. Colangelo really? signed Bayless to his ridiculous contract. All season Bayless before, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gerald Henderson was the season before. Gerald Henderson, right. And Sergio um, Rodriguez. <laughs> wow, that was a that, – that's actually an interesting point, the lingering effects of Colangelo being out of office because we went into that offseason with a contingency of uh, Brett Brown and random Brian Colangelo guys, no one in charge. And they, uh, to add on to the weirdness, they went all in on LeBron. Yeah, we flew out to L.A. With a sh- for a right. sham meeting without a GM. <laughs> without a GM, and LeBron did not come to the meeting. They flew out to L.A. and wasted all that time for, uh, what's, who was his agent? Uh, Rich Paul? Rich Paul comes to the meeting and tells Brett Brown that LeBron has chosen the Lakers, which we all kind of saw coming. And we miss out on a, a bunch of players that we could have had. I don't remember off the top of my head, but we could have spent all that time getting people who fit around the Sixers. And uh, at the time we still had Covington. We still had Dario. We still had TJ. We had, we could have had some, um, some nice missing pieces along with some continuity and that might've fucked us. And that led to us. I, I don't blame the Butler trade, but that led to us going, going all in with the Butler trade and then eventually the Tobias trade. And here we are. We panicked. Um, they realized they realized how how hard it is to to get stars. So they just right. Jimmy and Tobias were the two things lingering out there. So right. they went for it. 
I'm uh, laughing at the thought uh, of uh, us rallying the troops, flying out to L.A., like spending all that time, money, and they just like get there and they're like, and they're like, yeah, he chose uh, L.A. Like you couldn't just oh. send us a text. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, I think of the Dark Knight where he uh, Morgan Freeman meets, meets the Chinese guy and he goes, uh, a, a phone call would have sufficed. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like how I like to think that they didn't even like act like we had a shot. They were just it, like, uh, yeah, LeBron chose LA. Oh my God! I remember it was breaking news. It might have been Shams that LeBron LeBron James is meeting with the 76ers, and Twitter went wild. There was that GIF or GIF of Michael Scott in the office saying, "Oh my God, it's happening! Everyone, fucking calm down." And it was wild for 20 minutes until it was announced that LeBron didn't even come to the fucking meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I know. I know. Vladdy, Vladdy D box got to go soon. So uh, I do. Do you guys? Do we have time for for Mudbone's number five of his top five pro, uh, top five process moments, or you guys want to end it on here? I'll go quick. I'll do a two minute. Uh, we talked about the negatives of him, but I think coming in fifth place, I have seven, and I only have to pick one. So eventually, two are gonna have to get cut. But I'm gonna give number five. Now, I got to narrow it down and make it hard on my emotions. Gotcha. But number five for me is going to be Fultz's triple-double. That was an electric oh, game that wow. definitely fades in memory because of how tarnished his experience was here. But when he got that last rebound, I think it was against Orlando. Well, Milwaukee? No, Milwaukee. Uh, last game no of the idea. season, Milwaukee. It was the last game of the season? Wasn't it like a like a kind of a tough rebound? He like was almost falling out of bounds, and yeah. oh my god, that we was were in the yes, that was incredible. We were in the midst of our seventeen game winning streak or whatever it was. We were absolutely demolishing teams, blowing teams out every night. Denver, Minnesota, Milwaukee. We were winning by like forty Embiid. every night. And Bead played, and Bead was playing that night. That was before. Oh, really? Wasn't that before? I don't think that was the last game no. of the season. That, that, that was think, the last game of the season. Embiid didn't play so yet. I'm, so, Embiid, so Embiid wasn't playing then. He didn't come back to the game three of the Miami Heat series. But what's right. interesting about that game was Milwaukee was a potential first-round opponent. And, mm. I mean, we ended up being the Heat for the one anyway, but that was interesting because we blew them out of the water without Embiid. Uh, it was Giannis their, wasn't doing anything. It was our 16th straight game, and we won 130-95 to 95 against the Bucks. And Fultz is the Boy. youngest player in the history books to record a triple-double. Wow. And uh, I believe during live action, he grabbed the rebound. They fouled him. During live action, TJ and a bunch of Sixers go, and they, they crowd him, him, and they celebrate. They mob him. After the game, they, they shower him with water bottles, and we thought all was good in the world. Markel just came back. He got a fucking triple-double. It was still the first season, and we were flying high. And uh, we thought we had – uh all the good times in front of us. And uh, episode two in 2020 is almost a doomsday podcast. Little did we know that was the peak. That was the peak <laughs> of it all. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, we thought Markel might've turned a corner and uh, that's a shame. He, uh, he got shook in the Miami series and he was never the same again. And then lastly, can I, uh, can we put in two gambling predictions that if they fail? Oh, like- here we go. We got uh, another segment, Mudbones lock, Locks of the Week. <laughs> this <laughs> is – I have a, a, a third-party source that feeds me these locks. I'll bring them in if we get hot. But if these go wrong, can we just edit it out? <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it out, pretend it never happened. 
I'm taking we're taking two NBA games. Uh the Memphis Grizzlies and the Sacramento Kings at four and six o'clock with our spread. Today. Oh yeah. I put I I was gonna buy a house, but instead I'm gonna just put it on this. <laughs> <laughs> who are, who are they playing? Memphis is gonna spank the shit out of the Spurs and Sacramento is gonna beat down Orlando on their home turf. Wait, the Spurs play today? Yeah. So they have a back-to-back today and tomorrow? Oh, yeah. That, that's wow. factoring into the detail. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Download DraftKings. Give us a promotion. <laughs> Shout out DraftKings. FanDuel. Whoever Spon- wants sponsor to us. be a sponsor. We're monetizing in episode two. <laughs> maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get, our, we'll get 100. Maybe we'll get 110 listens this episode. Let's go. Skyrocketing up the ranks. And then, well, uh, I should have done the intro. The uh, the podcast brought to you by absolutely no one. <laughs> Sankey. Uh, Shout out Sankey. We love you. Yes. Well, hey, I'll, I'll DM them on, on Instagram. But uh, Love that. Yeah, guys. I, I got to admit, though, I do feel a little better. Mm-hmm. You know, you vent, you get stuff off your chest. Yeah. The group yeah. therapy work. Yeah, I think I'm going to join real life therapy. This stuff works. <laughs> All right, fellas, you got anything else? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. let me go back to bed. Yeah, uh, Bud Bud's going back to bed. Dave, enjoy the, enjoy the shore. All right. Uh, June, Love you guys. I don't know what you're doing today, but uh, hey, guys. I might, just, I might just sit and think for a while. We can only go up from here. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, guys. Don't, don't, don't speak too soon. <laughs> oh, too. my God. That's true. I spoke too soon. Yeah, we are playing the Wizards without any NBA players. So. Spurs first. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs first. On their back-to-back. Oh, yeah, wait. The, the Spurs. Wait, no, we no have to be wrong. The Spurs definitely played on Friday because the Spurs are playing again tomorrow. No, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Uh, Spurs play at Memphis today at 4 p.m. And then Spurs Yeah, play but there's no way they played last night. They, they must have played Oh, no, 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 Friday. they didn't. They played Friday. Yeah, sorry. They played Friday. They, uh, they beat the Kings? Yeah, they did. They beat the Kings. So... Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, right. well uh, when's the next pod? Were you gonna go have a couple games through, or? We'll yeah, see. let's do. Uh, I think every weekend here. we should do it. I, I do. I do like once a week. I do. Like we're we're on pace. We're on pace for Sundays here. If there's if there's an emergency, maybe we'll get on. But uh, yeah, I think uh, every Sunday sounds good. I like that. All right, fellas. All, All right, guys. Have a good one, guys. Dude, jump pack some of those boxes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in due time. In due time. <laughs> this right, is my makeshift uh, positive. Yeah. See you guys. Later. See you guys.